0: Welcome to this episode Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. Wonderful guest today, we have Brendan Beard. Uh, he had me on his podcast, Podcast Game Show, uh, and it was a ton of fun. It's a trivia-style show. I really like it. Season 1 wrapped. Season t- 2 should be coming out real soon. But uh, go check out the first 24 episodes of Season 1. If you go to Season 1, Episode 17, you can hear me. That's where I was a guest. Uh, tons and tons of fun i really really like brandon we were talking before we started recording his podcast we got along really well uh the one thing you're gonna notice about him is he's got a really good voice and it turns out he went to broadcast in school and i was just like man you got to come on my show because you were nice enough to have me and you're cool and i wanted to learn more about him because i have this weird obsession with uh, game show host Uh, like i love uh i used to love wheel of fortune Price is right jeopardy when i was younger and I don't know much about those people. Some of my favorite moments of the Larry Sanders show would be when Pat Sajak would be a guest and just like him acting outside of his character, like it's incredible. So I just I uh, was such a cool experience to get to meet a uh, game show host. And Brandon is really cool. We have a lot in common. Such a nice guy. Uh, I really can't recommend listening to podcast game show enough. It's short, which I is perfect. My commute's not very long to work anymore, so that's I can put on a podcast game show and get to work and have listened to an entire episode, and uh, the quality is great. Brandon asks fantastic questions. Uh, I did pretty good on it, but I mean, it's, it's it's a ton of fun. So please check out his website podcastgameshow dot com. You can find them on iTunes, Stitcher, all that good stuff. Follow him on Twitter at Brendan at Brandon Beeyard, B E E Y A R D, on Twitter and Instagram, and that's a nice little transition. I was recently a guest on a podcast called As You Watch. Uh, myself and Carly representing Core Temp Arts uh, for the Family Feud style episode of this for their pilot. Big thanks to the Vern for having us on. Please check out As You Watch podcast. And uh, I was also a guest on War Machine vs. Warhorse, uh, iconic podcast to me. That's one I've been listening to and following for years when I first kind of started finding out the world of indie podcasting from uh, way back when we had Christopher Maniard on. He's one of the hosts. Uh, really great. I'm going to have to get Ver- the Vern and uh, Michael on this show at some point. And make sure you check us out online, Cortemp Arts. Dot .com Is our network. You could find all Let's Chat episodes plus all the other networks' amazing shows. We could uh, also do me a huge favor. I'm trying to get some iTunes reviews. Uh, the show's free, will always probably be free. And I would love if you could help out, leave a good iTunes review. That stuff is invaluable. Uh, if you do, let me know on Twitter at Let's Chat Podcast or the Facebook page. You can email me, Let's Chat Podcast at gmail.com. And I'll give you a shout out on the show. Come be a guest. I don't care. I'll figure a way to say thank you in some way. Also, if you want to be a guest on the show, just reach out and please let me know if you know anyone else that wants to come on. I would be trying to get a more diverse range of guests. So, you know, again, podcastgameshow.com. Check out that site and let's get to it. Let's Chat with and Friends is part of Courts and Parts, a podcast network
1: featuring pop culture, TV, and movie podcasts. Check out our other shows that popped us live, Talking Chandeland. We got 5 and TV ate my brain at courtenparts.com.
0: The hard the would take it this far. Now I'm in the line cuz I'm on tight time to get paid, blow up like the world trade. Bounce him, the opposite of the when remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner. Please the Jean, fruity beak get to break. Folks Masterplex, love bus start see. I actually really do like your show, too. Uh, you have the podcast game show?
1: Yes. Are we recording now? Or oh, yeah. The whole it's...
0: thing's been recording this whole time.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah. So I should expect this to be uh, put out there at this point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so I was going to tell you about how I murdered this person the other day. Uh, well, I'll keep that in there, it.
0: too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Details, please.
1: (laughs) I'm sure everybody's thrilled to hear about uh, our uh, little nerd out conversation about editing equipment. More about the murder.
0: uh... I want to hear the murder. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I I do wonder, like, what do people like? (laughs) Because I know what I like, and then uh, often it's not what other people like and vice versa. Because, like, there's things that are extremely popular that I just don't like at all. And then there's certain niche things that I just get obsessed over and don't understand why the whole world doesn't love it.
1: Ooh, uh what are some things that you just don't like at all that most people like and you're just like, why the hell?
0: Um, like, I understand why people like it, but Game of Thrones. OK, I don't I'm sure you like it because everyone else does. <laughs> I
1: like I will watch it. Yes, I've I'm not. Seen every I'm, not episode. I'm not like
0: a why the hell I just just does not even. And I, I, I actually get mad at myself because I want to like it. <laughs> <laughs> the most fantasy in general really just is lost upon me.
1: Um yeah, it fantasy isn't my thing. I so I don't you know, it's a good question. I don't even know why I like Game of Thrones because I I guess there's just moments in that show that you're just like, oh my god, that yeah. I can't believe that just happened. But yeah, I, I I do have to read the recap after every episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Otherwise I don't understand. I'm so happened.
0: lost upon it. Like usually like <laughs> broad comedies I kind of tend to hate. Yeah, like, me too. I've never seen the Big Bang Theory, so I won't no. insult it, but I just assume I would hate it. You know, like I I hate it's part of that, like punk rock guilt part of me of like growing up in that world of like things get successful and you have to hate it. And I also want to be like, love everything unapologetically. But there's just certain movie previews or songs of like, fuck that shit. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, no, don't be that way anymore. But there's just a part of me. I cannot turn it off. (laughs) But like I didn't even listen to the first season of Serial. Oh, really? I don't know why. I just could not get into it. I love the second season. I just I, I just missed the boat. I don't know. I don't okay. know what it is.
1: I, I haven't. Uh, I haven't actually. I know what you mean, though. I have that inclination too. When everyone's like, "Oh, you haven't seen Se- or heard Serial yet," I kind of want to be like, "You know what? Fuck you." Yeah, <laughs> I don't no, have it. I don't want to. I haven't. I'm not going to now. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. Totally, I don't understand I totally do how people. How uh, yeah, I haven't listened to the second episode or season of Serial, but I did get into. I started watching similarly. Um, what's it called? Making a Murderer, because everyone else told me I had to see it, and, and I, I got kind of. I got halfway through and I couldn't finish it.
0: I didn't watch it because everyone told me to watch it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And
0: I I do want to see it because I love documentaries and murder, but mostly documentaries. But for some reason, I just like – I never got in the mood for it because I'm like – to me, it's like, oh, it's Netflix. I'll watch it whenever I feel like it. Well,
1: exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And you have to fire through that one. Otherwise, if you lose momentum – I, for me, at least, it was just kind of depressing. Like every yeah. episode, like, oh man, this system's so rigged. <laughs> yeah. And it just bummed me out about life. And I'm like, I can't finish it. I yeah. don't even know it.
0: I'm, I'm pretty sensitive to that stuff, too. So I have to be in the right mood for certain things. And I think that's why I like a good two hour documentary because then I'm done. But like a 10 hour one, I don't Ten. know. Yeah. I watched this documentary on HBO. If anyone has HBO access, especially like HBO Go, like I steal, it's called The Crash Reel. And it was one of the most heartbreaking documentaries I ever saw in my entire fucking life. It's about <laughs> um, this kid. I think his name's Kevin Allison, and he's gearing up to uh, be in the X Games. He was like Sean White's. He was like the number two snowboarder in the world next to Sean White, and so he is practicing for the X Games and suffers a traumatic brain injury, and it follows him after that. And the fucked up part about it is insurance does not cover athletes of the X Games when they're practicing. Oh, <laughs> and, and then it just has other stories of athletes. There was a guy whose like wife died, and like you don't know that. Like they're showing the wedding video, and they're showing them together. And I watched it on a snowy day with my wife. I swear to God, I fuck. I love. Oh, to make it worse, to make this, and it's a beautiful documentary. The guy with the TBI um, has a, a brother with um, cerebral, cerebral palsy, and it's just like all the feels I, and a loving beautiful relationship i actually that was the part of it i really liked but like it was just so painful to watch the in the family there's a part where the kid wants to snowboard again after he gets the tbi uh traumatic brain injury and his brother with cerebral palsy that like begs him not to do it and your heart strings I'm like see so, yeah, i can't do 10 hours of that stuff cuz that was no. i wasn't in a good place like the rest of the day i was just like <sighs> Oh god, I can't do this.
1: Yeah, I have to insulate myself from that stuff sometimes.
0: Oh, I know. I like. I get in weird moods where I'm like, I just want to be really sad, and I watch fucked up shit. <laughs> but I once tried to watch this documentary. I forgot what it's called. Also on HBO. It's about it's summer camp for kids whose parents are dead.
1: Oh my god!
0: I got honestly th- i'm uh,
1: laughing because it's so dark yeah. it sounds like a dark comedy
0: i i, I it really does oh, the opening scene is a little girl talking about how they, crying because she misses her mom turned it right off couldn't do it it's like nope just can't do it this <laughs> is too close to home i mean my parents are alive but just i don't know just fucked fucked me up man <laughs> time to watch
1: a documentary on happiness or
0: something yeah i'll watch one about what is it? i don't know. are you a big documentary fan
1: Uh, not really. I mean, I I definitely have seen some that I really like, but not huge into it.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm a a Netflix documentary kind of person. Like, I don't know if I watch the big ones, but I just watch. There's that random Tuesday where you're home for some reason, and just I don't know, you put one on.
1: (laughs) You put on Particle Fever.
0: Oh God, I totally watched that. (laughs) I did too. (laughs) It was Uh, great.
1: yeah, it doesn't upset you about the world. That's what's unless so great the, about
0: it. Unless you're the theoretical physicist who dedicated your life to the opposite of the uh, bose on or
1: uh, oh, man. Higgs-Boson particle. Higgs-Boson, thank yeah.
0: you. <laughs> unless you're that guy, you're like, fuck. <laughs> <I had> to...
1: <laughs> <laughs> ha I'm not.
0: I actually answered one of your trivia questions from your podcast, segue because I saw that documentary. That's the only reason I knew the answer.
1: Oh, the Higgs boson question. Yeah, that
0: was a question, and I only knew the answer because I had just watched that documentary.
1: And I, I think I wrote that question when I was writing that, watching oh that God. documentary.
0: I think we're kindred spirits because, like, I had a a slumdog millionaire moment right there. It's like hey. I watched the documentary. <laughs> uh, so you should maybe tell people about your uh, your podcast.
1: Yeah, you should tell them uh, why they care uh, who I am uh, here. Uh, yeah, so I have a podcast. It's Podcast Game Show, and Chris, my man here, has been a contestant on it. He did really well. Uh, it's basically a game show that is in podcast form. And uh, I started it because I love game shows, and I was just trying to create something a little unique and different. And uh, we just finished the first season this week, and uh, it's 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 big, gotten off to a good start. Uh, I'm you know i'm excited about it and uh people have seemed to enjoy it i just love trivia you know
0: yeah that's it is fun and then for people listening it's uh relatively short so it's like it's not like a was like say a half hour would you say yeah
1: by design all the episodes are like between 15 and 25 minutes yeah, uh, i've
0: listened it's a good like uh just get to if a short commute it's like I don't know. There's something about it where I don't want to start something too long podcast-wise. I've definitely put it on with that intent. I was like, oh, well, 20 minutes. All right.
1: Exactly. And then I feel
0: like I know more things.
1: Yeah. You learn a little something. You get to play along and yell at the person, uh, the contestant, when they don't know it, and you yeah. know it. That's my favorite part about game shows. Come on. Yeah.
0: What do you What do you watch game shows like? would you ever listen to like, Doug Loves Movies? Because I actually, after I was on, I was like, oh, yeah, I do like podcast game shows because I love Doug Loves Movies.
1: Oh, no, I haven't actually listened to that. Oh, should I?
0: Yeah. Well, uh, do you like movies and comedy? Because that's exactly what yes. it is. Yeah, it's a comedian, and they have the Leonard Martin, the Leonard Maltin game. They have one, uh, he has a friend who comes out who sounds like, who makes sound, who do an impression of Mark Wahlberg, and he reads the movie lines, and you have to guess the movie, not movies Mark Wahlberg was in. Maybe I'm kind of wrong on that. Yeah, you should, it's a really fun show. It's yeah, a, I'll
1: check that out because I found that as I'm putting the questions in my show, I swear, like, about a third of them are all, like, movie TV related because that's just what I'm naturally interested in. Yeah, so yeah. So that's definitely something I'd be there's, into.
0: There's a way – I'm going to slaughter it, but I think The Malton Game is uh, – you have to guess a movie based off of how a movie review written by Leonard Maltin. And then Doug gives clues by the bottom X amount of people in the cast list. So, like, number one is the biggest star, but the number like – like, 13, 14, 15s. There's, like, more rules to it. But there's, like it's, – it's just really funny. And then, um, man, I think Sam Levine wins a lot. Um, Leonard malton has been on and did pretty well. Uh, it's really fun. And there's a lot of podcasts I listen to that all have, like, little games in it, which is, like – I like seeing the podcast world expand past whatever besides what i just my like straight out format of just like conversational i want it to be like your show then there's serial and then there's like i mean really it's a block of audio you can do whatever you want and that's what's so great about it and i love to see what different people do with that time
1: here here i I agree um and there are some shows that that can do the interview format really well but yeah that that, that's why i kind of did it this way i thought i you know i wanted to do something different
0: what 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 do you watch on TV now, like um, game show wise?
1: Okay, so game show wise, um, I for years was a huge Wants to Be a Millionaire fan. Um, yeah, oh
0: man, back when it was uh, Regis.
1: Oh my God! Um, yeah, when yes. I was in
0: high school, that was like the thing.
1: I know, when I actually have a little bonus episode in my show where I explain, like, um, one of my favorite moments from that show. But, um, yeah, it started in, like, 1999. Uh, I was 16, and uh, it was such a, remember, it was such a big deal uh, oh, when that was show was on. It was prime time. Huge. Everyone's waiting for someone to finally win a million dollars. And th- that I think that moment was when I always loved game shows, like, growing up. I'd be at like my grandparents' house in the middle of the day watching The Price, Price is Right. Price is Right, yes. Yes, that's oh when god. it started for Everything,
0: me. I think all, all of us in our late 20s – I'm 30, but 31, but I think all – that's like – as when you say a podcast game show, I was like, oh, Price is Right at my grandma's house. And that's what we used to always watch was Price is Right. Oh my god, like every time I was there with Bob Barker.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I thought uh, – I wanted to be like Bob Barker one day, not with the um, – you know the the, the the sexual stuff, but uh, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> You're gonna be a class act. Yeah, you, like you have the game show voice on your show. Like was that on purpose, or is that actually how you just talk?
1: No, that's just how I talk. Um, <laughs> just I just
0: imagine that you walk around in a game show voice everywhere you go.
1: I know, right? <laughs> like the prices right announcer. I would love to see him like at the supermarket or something. Oh man. Um, Yeah, no, I guess it just kind of happens. I know, people say that, and I don't hear it, but...
0: That's awesome. Whatever. Uh, Do you watch the newer shows? Because I I think I'm a little checked out of game shows, because I don't have cable. No, I mean, I watch... I used to... I
1: don't watch Jeopardy as much anymore, uh, but I will catch Jeopardy. Let me see. The newer stuff, no. Like, randomly, I'll check out Game Show Network, but... I, I don't know. I don't even know what what out what's out there that's really new right now. Do you? I, I, I like I, At I, Midnight. Okay, yeah. I have yeah. seen. that.
0: I guess that's the closest I would watch. That one's really funny. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, because I mean, if I'm in a waiting room, it's there. It, there always seems to be something I never heard of that's massively popular. Daytime TV is a, just a different world. But Steve Harvey has what does he do? The Family Feud. Oh
1: family feud right
0: yeah is that harvey and it used to be al borland from home improvement at one point
1: oh lord uh that that show has been through so many uh yeah. louie anderson was the yeah. host for a long time and then the original guy i can't even I remember
0: don't even know. do you remember when we i'm guessing we're probably in the same age range um Nickelodeon and its golden years had some solid game shows like What Would You Do and uh, Double Dare and then oh. Family W. Like, M- Mark Summers basically is <laughs> the god of that stuff. I mean, I was obsessed with Double Dare.
1: Double Dare. I was always, I wanted to get on that show. <laughs> Me uh, too. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yes. Oh, amazing.
0: And Guts. Nickelodeon Guts. That was, oh my God. That, my dream was to climb the aggro crag.
1: The aggro crag. I know
0: like that's all i ever wanted. And then and, and legends of the hidden temple i really liked, too. I wonder if anyone ever got hurt on that show.
1: Oh, i'm sure. I'm sure a couple people
0: died. Yeah, how could you not? I mean that was it's... like at least i don't i'm as a kid i remember being gigantic. I imagine it was pretty terrible. Like pro- it was probably very small, but in my brain it was like they climbed mount everest on that show.
1: Oh they totally hijack kids' imaginations for that I'm yeah, sure because yeah. it looks just like I couldn't even believe that that thing would fit indoors, you know
0: Oh I know it's I, I've gone to um, a taping of like a couple of TV shows and even like at the first time I went to go see a taping of Conan when he was still in New York uh, like right out of high school, it was such a disillusion to see how tiny the studio is but compared to how big he was on TV, it was like, oh my god. Everything I thought is wrong. <laughs> so little.
1: I know. He would make fun of that, I feel like, too, sometimes. Yeah, like, that was the first small... thing he
0: said when he came out. <laughs> it's a tiny studio, huh? Huh? And I saw The Daily Show once. Same thing. Super tiny. Super, super tiny. Yeah,
1: they say that they do that on purpose, though. Because uh, like, Conan calls it, like I don't know, the fun box or something. Uh, because when he moved to L.A. and had the opportunity to like expand his studio... They didn't want to because they felt that keeping it smaller and intimate made everything funnier in a way. Like, it oh, felt more yeah. personal. The funny bubble
0: that. or something about that? Yeah. Like they made a studio around their own studio. Yes. Because he wanted to contain the comedy. Yes, exactly. I was speaking of documentaries. Did you ever happen to see uh, Conan O'Brien Can't Stop? No. The uh, he does. It's a documentary about when he did that, like, uh, he got... Kicked tour? off. Yeah, the tour. I actually went to that tour and it was awesome. And he's a interesting guy because he's really funny. Like I I'm a huge Conan fan, but he gets really pretty dark. He he seems a little bipolar, to be quite honest.
1: Yeah, after he uh got off the off after the stage, I guess he got yeah. kicked off the tonight show and lost his dream and grew yeah. a beard. I can't blame him for being a little dark.
0: Yeah, he was uh but I I actually really uh have to say it worked out well because I loved the new show even more. Um, I didn't really like him on The Tonight Show because it wasn't Conan. Conan had to change too much of who he was to appeal to that audience. And I love what he's doing now where he can be himself more because, like, he's in South Korea right now and he just goes – he's just went to Cuba and Argentina. And Conan, like, when he just goes out into the world, that's when he's the funniest.
1: Oh for oh yeah, those are the best. Yeah, yeah, when he goes to Cuba or something, that's what he needs to do forever.
0: Every, yeah, I, I I the one thing I do not like is that we can't watch any of the old ones from the old Conan uh, on NBC because they locked it all up. But you won't can't even get it on YouTube because some of those bits are some of my favorite favorite things I've ever saw in my entire life. Assholes. There's like the one, there's one where like he goes up to New Hampshire and plays old timey baseball. Oh yeah, <laughs> my brother probably still has on his computer, and I would watch that. And we would just, like, cry laughing. Like, we couldn't even take it because he's just – I don't know. It's just – it's so funny. Or one time he tried to sell his Ford Taurus to a bunch of fucking, like, (laughs) high-end dealerships in New York City. Oh, God.
1: Oh, I love that when no one else is in on the joke. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um, My favorite that always stands out is Walker, Texas Ranger Lever.
0: Oh, God. When I – yeah, when he did the tour, he did that. I went to see a taping of Conan and they, they did like a skit in the audience in front of me and my friends so I got to be on TV and I can't now find it anymore but he did the Walker Texas I forgot about that thing. Why why who thinks of that shit?
1: Oh my god, it's so awesome.
0: <laughs> it's so great. It never makes any sense.
1: <laughs>
0: Walker says I have AIDS and then he kicks somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, uh, look at the Tonight Show. Now, I think Jimmy Fallon is fantastic, but he does a lot of games on that. I mean, yeah, that's, that's basically the entire show. It's like the interviews are terrible. I mean, I always I don't like interviews like on TV because they're just very fake. Yes, and, but like the game stuff is hilarious. Even like he does like r- um, egg roulette with like people you don't expect. That's always fun
1: yeah I, I do like that and I think that um, I think he's kind of tapped into something. Uh, that was kind of like my thinking. When I started this show, I was originally gonna do something else, but I always knew I kind of wanted to have like a game component and then I was like, well, I should just do my own game show. like that should be its own thing And that's how it started. I wonder if if like younger people just are kind of more into like gamifying stuff.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, I wonder, and uh, maybe you're doing like the Jerry Seinfeld of like, just cut out the fat and just do the part people want to see. Yeah. Instead of doing an hour long show with a 15 tw- minute game portion, just do the game portion and then save everyone 45 minutes that you don't, that you yourself not invested in. Like uh, like when I watch comedians in cars getting coffee, I read an article, it's like three, four hours, and they just cut it down to 15 minutes of the stuff they think is the best. I was like, hey, that's a... That's the opposite of what I do, but that's great.
1: Yeah, exa- <laughs> exactly. Oh, every minute of your show is gold, though.
0: Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I think – I just think it's – uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't have the energy or skill set to cut it down to 15 minutes if I tried.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, who wants to do that? No way, but yeah. that's what makes podcasting great, though, and that's why you don't listen to interviews on like, The Tonight Show anymore is because you hear these long-form talks and interviews on podcasts and they're so much better than what's out there like you know that's why you don't cut out the stuff because it's it's kind of what people want to hear I i think
0: like when obama i i keep hammering this home but when obama did wtf was regardless of not in a political sense i mean a sitting president did an hour-long conversation i never heard obama talk for an hour no i I feel like i actually know about him as a, a person a little more and even and lots of people that have been on a lot of those different shows but it was just like i you know i've, I've been thinking about this i wonder if we're going to see the presidential candidates take advantage of podcasting like if they're you know they're all their campaigns are y- run by younger people like what a great way to get out to voters like just put your message you know it, i don't even want to hear anyone running talk about politics like just talk about being you like where did yeah. you grow up? What do you what do you watch for TV? Like humanize me.
1: Exactly. Uh, those robots will be very slow to that. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I'm sure, being human uh, would be very terrifying to some of them. That's what's cool that Obama did that and uh, blew
0: my mind. And second time because he's been on the Bill Simmons podcast as well.
1: Well, I think people want that more. People, I think we're coming around to where we want to hear people be real because we all know that you know we're all people and people are getting sick of political from whatever side you're on it's just you know politics
0: yeah it's we funny because it. we keep getting shoved on our throat that we're the generation with no with a short attention span on twitter and instagram blah, blah 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 nothing 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 and in the wake of all that one of the most long this is basically podcasting is not like reinventing the wheel it's radio it's just radio done whenever you want it and yeah you know, like if I have no attention span and I use Twitter, like why do I listen to three or four hour episodes of You Made It Weird or uh, the Joe Rogan Experience or like an hour long? I listened to the Obama interview at least like twice because once I listened to it and then once my wife wanted to hear it. It's like why would I? You know, I don't. I don't know. It's just something about it. And I, I, I tend to do. I have my like my little bubble. I just listen to mostly comedy and music podcasts. But I think that's it's cool. Like you have your little niche of what you like.
1: Yeah, there's so many choices. Can I uh, hit on that? You just hit on something that I'm really passionate about that that, uh, fires me up. So, yeah, you know, people say we're the generation of, you know, with no attention span or whatever. I kind of was thinking about recently how our like the younger generation gets this like bad rap about that. Like we're the most entitled generation. Or we're the most, you know, yeah. I usually say we're the most entitled, right?
0: Yeah, I hear that one a lot. I'm like, what are you talking about?
1: And I like to just call it generational shaming yep. because, honestly, we're just the first generation who knows what we want. And I think people just, we're not willing to settle as much as older people. And we shouldn't because we have so many choices now and the world's changing. You know, you and I are here making a podcast that other people are going to listen to um, that just wasn't around before. And uh, I, I just think that. You know, we like our generation gets a bad rap and we
0: have so much to offer. Oh, it's just you know. no one. We never seem to catch up There's a technology and the culture never can be side by side. Like uh, you can get like shit by an older per- person for using your cell phone, but they can sit there and read the paper in front of you. It's like, oh, exactly. That pisses me off. Or and also the thing I notice now see adults who are the worst without etiquette they have no cell phone etiquette like if you go to like anything like i I, when i got married it was just like adults with like ipads trying to take pictures like
1: or or when someone's phone goes off in like an audience it's inevitably someone who's over 30 years old.
0: yep and they and people get so angry oh my god it's ever over like yeah because no one in here has a cell phone on them like exactly just you, whatever it, it makes a noise you're gonna live
1: and they don't know how to silence it like my mom will just sit there and let it ring through dinner and i'm like mom just hit the silence button, yeah,
0: just, hit the button. Oh, oh. Like, just, just oh i don't want to hang it up i don't know <laughs> yeah i know it's like, my family like i'll be like All right, i'm gonna stay off of my phone because i don't see you guys a lot and then it's my mom and my dad and my aunts and the older people are just like tweeting and facebooking and trying to take pictures of my nephew to put on facebook I'm like he's right there you could literally see him you're looking at a picture of ben from like a day ago when he's right in front of you doing something adorable <laughs> oh well so-and-so liked my post i'm like i'm right here <laughs> i i don't yeah every generation just seems to hate the generation that comes next i don't know what it is
1: it's just it it's just yeah. it just
0: always is yeah i don't know like i imagine maybe not like these kids growing up with cell phones but maybe like once they have kids the cell phones it will just be so normal We'll will we'll all be almost on our way out, and
1: <laughs> yeah, but then their kids are gonna have something the hell else, yeah. Does, yeah, that we're not gonna know how to. Yeah, use.
0: actually, that's another theory. I wonder too. Is everyone's like not not everyone, but there's always people who're like, I think this, you know, this is the highest. I forgot how you phrase it, but this is the most advanced technology has ever gone in like the last 100 years of human history. So like we just have we hit a peak and it kind of will normalize here or do we think it's going to advance the same amount in the next hundred years because in theory it could kind of this could kind of level out and like you know technology gets to a point and then there's like a level off and then there's a huge breakthrough but i keep thinking we always just keep thinking that all right we have these iphones and and uh, all this great stuff and the next step is uh, a self-driving car with a chip inside of my head and we're all going to turn into Wally. I'm like, Oh, there's some, there's some steps.
1: Yeah. There's some steps there. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm not a technologist.
0: I, you know? Yeah, I know we're going to strive for forwardness, but I just, I don't think it's going to be as apocalyptic as we think it is. I think it's always like, it's probably something we already have and it will be made better. With its own set of problems, but, and probably not as good as it should be. Like, right, I mean, the fact that I have a small computer in my hand, and I use it mostly for, like, you know, nothing important at all. <laughs>
1: Checking Instagram. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Just like, look what I ate! Yeah. <laughs> I'm so funny, here's a picture of my cat. Meanwhile, like, there's someone trying to, like, uh, self-cancer or something like that, and I'm like, yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah, we'll never use technology the way it, to its fullest potential. No, there it, will always be cat videos.
0: Yep, as my cat is like sitting right next to me. As I did, as you said that, I was like, oh, I wonder if I should take a video of Belle. That's my cat. <laughs> people need to see 15 seconds of her purring.
1: But sadly, people love cat videos. Oh so
0: man! Would probably you'd get a huge boost if you did it. I, I follow an Instagram account called My Foster Kittens, and it's been taking over my life. <laughs> I want to go take all of them.
1: It's crack. It's crack. It you shouldn't do it. Or oh, little little so bub.
0: Addicted. I don't know if you're aware. of Little bub, the disabled cat, who's like oh. internet famous. He's the cute. She's the cutest. I know it's bad. Oh, um, I was doing some lurking on you, and you uh, had your Instagram. I saw possibly my favorite Halloween costume. That makes me believe you're also a fellow South Park fan.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Would you mind telling the... the fine folks what you wore?
1: Yes. Uh, So, yeah, I I had a nice white tee. I had a scarf, a pipe, and my white tee said caution. Or was it warning? Warning. Warning, Yelp critic. So I was a Yelp critic. (laughs) And what you didn't see was I had a little pad of stickies that were uh, shaped like uh, golden stars that I would go around to people and give them one star, like whenever I didn't like what they were doing. People really didn't care for
0: that. But that's that. this season of South Park has actually been my favorite because they've never really had an overarching storyline. And it's so true. Like, why do I care about Yelp? Like, why, <laughs> why, why the fuck do I ever look at it? And, and actually, ever since that episode, I stopped using Yelp. I'm like, I don't yeah,
1: care. Yeah, yeah. It kind of ruined it for me, which is great. Uh, which is great.
0: It's like, why do I care what someone I don't know thinks about this place? Like, shouldn't I find out for myself?
1: No. Exactly. I don't care what Yelp says.
0: I really don't, like, even a little.
1: Uh, and because... it makes me feel bad. Uh, like I don't know, Yelp got to me where like I felt like I wasn't contributing. Like I would go somewhere and I'd be like, maybe I should write a Yelp review. Then I was like, nah.
0: Yeah. The only time. So lazy. I've seen things. It's like check in on Yelp, get five percent off. I and that's the farthest I've ever gone on a fake account because I'm like, I don't use Yelp. I just want that five percent off. And yeah, it's I don't. Much effort. And so you you're based in New Orleans or around New Orleans. I am in New Orleans. So why would you need Yelp when you have amazing restaurants within an arm's reach?
1: Well, yeah, everything's pretty much amazing. So you just kind of roll the dice and go wherever, and you're bound to enjoy it.
0: Are you from New, uh, New Orleans originally? I grew
1: up here, yes. Yeah. So I oh, no am from here. I also lived in Florida for about half my life. I moved back here four years ago, and uh, it's been awesome. Is that why you have no accent? I have no accent, but yes, because uh, I w- it was shamed out of me when I moved to Florida as a thirteen-year-old.
0: That's too bad because I love a Lor- a New Orleans accent.
1: <laughs> oh they're the best i know i also the broadcasting school kind of took it out of me i think too yeah
0: but, like um, um my favorite king of the hill episodes were the new orleans ones with bill dotry with speaking cajun
1: oh. oh it's the best that's my family my family is actually hardcore from cajun country
0: wow where you would see what does that mean because i don't know much about new orleans or okay its
1: so culture. cajun country is actually a couple of hours away so New Orleans, southeast Louisiana. Here's what people have to understand about Louisiana that they, most people actually don't know. So New Orleans is its own thing, okay? We'll get back to New Orleans in a second. Um, Cajun country is about two hours west of New Orleans, more or less. This big area. I mean, all of basically, like, southwest Louisiana. That's where, like, Lafayette is, and that's where, you know, you see all you know on those documentaries and stuff. That's kind of where the Cajuns live. Mm. So it's... There are some areas that are pretty Cajun y around New Orleans, but uh, most of it is further away. And then North Louisiana is like its own state. Like they don't even share the same values as people from South Louisiana. It's really weird. It's a big dichotomy. They're like very like Mississippi or Texas traditional, like Southern. And people from South Louisiana are just like, you know, partiers. (laughs) <laughs> and <laughs> the people from the north think like we're Satan and uh, and then New Orleans is just its own thing it's just, you know, a free-for-all
0: I've never been, my wife has been twice and I want to, it's That's I, I, the next trip that's our bucket list, uh, mine at least, to go there because I've just, um, I've always wanted to go anywhere I can go but uh, I think I was talking to my friend's dad, who's like a business guy who traveled for work for like years and years and years. And I was like, What's the best place you ever went to in the United States? Because he's like, just domestic travel. He's like, New Orleans. I was like, Seriously? It's like the only place in the United States i have ever been where you could uh, feel like you're not in your own country. And he's been to all 50 states. And I was like, wow. What? And he's like,
1: Very and he true. Just
0: spent hours talking about how great New Orleans was. And I watched the first season of Treme. Oh, there you go. So That's not like, depressing. Yeah,
1: but it was yes. very, very true to a lot of, you know, stuff that happened here. But uh,
0: were you were you there around that? time? You said four years ago, I'm not good. At this. I was in
1: college during Katrina and okay. right after it. So I missed all of it. Did uh, that make
0: you want to come back?
1: Yeah, I, I, I mean, I always wanted to come back. But, you know, I, I would have come back probably regardless. But just seeing everything come back together, I, it was just it's a special place. And if you're from here. There's just nowhere on Earth like it, and every, you're always drawn back. You just can't, it's, it's like a gravitational pull you can't fight. And yeah. so I gave in, and uh, it's just, yeah, it, you just kind of see how unique this place is, and there's nowhere else like it. And uh, you can live in cities in different states that are very similar, but you know New Orleans just has its own unique culture and values that's unlike anything else. Um Actually, fun fact, here's like a good example. So if you look, and I saw this article at some point, like these people who study dialects and language kind of made a map of all the different dialects in the United States, right? West of like Texas, there were three, right? (laughs) Three different, that's it. New Orleans has five officially recognized dialects. Jesus. Five. The city, this little city. And, you know, half the United States has three. So it just shows you, it's just so much... Just it's just a weird mixing of cultures. It's awesome. People get along and you know, it's very welcoming, fun, warm place to be. You know, people it's just you have a real sense of community here. Like people what is are the, we,
0: the history, it's like there's a French influence.
1: French, Spanish, um I think that was it. French, Spanish, and then Yeah, and then uh the Cajuns came in for they were basically kicked out of Canada or something and came down here and then you have all the the American too.
0: And like and the music really is as much as everyone has ever told me it's just everywhere you go.
1: Yeah, it's everywhere you go. You can walk around with a cocktail in your hand legally out in the street.
0: Now since that's normal for you when you went to Florida or somewhere else, oh when you didn't really grow up, that must have been strange when you leave there and you can't do it.
1: Yes. Well, you get caught doing it. You get caught walking out of places with a drink in your hand and people are like, "What are you doing?"
0: And you're like, "Oh, I'm from New Orleans." And they're like,
1: <laughs> "Yeah, what?" <laughs> At first like, "What are you talking about?" And they're like, "Uh, you can't do that." And I'm like, "Don't tell me what I can't do." And um, then I usually get busted.
0: But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I even watched that Sonic Highways episode where which was uh, that and they do that cool parade. Like they the parades are still going happening and like, man, just it seems so fucking awesome. I really want to go down there.
1: Yeah, come on down. You will not have a bad time yeah, if everyone... you enjoy good food and good times.
0: I do. Yeah, my wife's been there twice and still talks about uh, – We she has a Café Dumont mug that I'm not allowed to <laughs> touch because I might break it. That <laughs> she's had from her first trip and like there's still some – like we live in Providence, which is a huge, huge city as well, but it's not. it's not New Orleans. We don't have any trombone shorty or nothing.
1: Yeah, you don't have people walking around just playing the trombone casually down the street, huh?
0: So is that, like, even weird to you, or do you even not even flinch anymore, or you just don't even look up?
1: I recognize how weird it is because I've lived in other parts of the country, but I don't even look up anymore. Yeah.
0: And is it common, like, famous people must hang out there without even realizing it? Yeah,
1: people, famous people. I guess you know they like coming here because people here are very uh whatever, and they're not like starstruck. They don't like to bother you, and I guess because they film so much stuff here, that famous people come here and they like it, and they end up kind of moving here or buying a house or something. So mean, you see them all over the place. Yeah. You constantly. I don't think a week goes by where I don't see something being filmed. You know, they, they
0: film a lot, the, not even just New Orleans, but Louisiana as well, like Shreveport and whatnot.
1: Yeah, but hey, look, they filmed like Jurassic World. They filmed here.
0: Really? The-
1: yeah, I know.
0: What part? Or, um, I don't know if
1: you knew it up. They that.
0: filmed most
1: of it in a soundstage and this abandoned Six Flags theme park that went tits up after Katrina that's right outside the city. They oh. like turned that into like the Jurassic World where everyone gets attacked and the whole ending happens.
0: Oh my God. That
1: yeah. Damn.
0: I thought that was Hawaii for some reason.
1: Well, all right. Well, they film half of it in Hawaii. And all the rest here, but yeah. all the stuff that happens in like the theme park uh, mm-hmm. that was like here,
0: when the birds are coming down, and yes, holy shit! Did you see Chris Pratt every day and got coffee? Uh, of course,
1: A little slap on the ass. Try
0: to try to give him on your your show. Yeah, <laughs> you know he seems I, like the cool enough guy that actually might say yes.
1: I've thought about that. I've like I gotta corner these guys and like yeah, I them.
0: I've noticed that I have uh, gotten through to people, but like. Once people get to a certain level and they have like publicist, it gets a lot hard. I, there's a filter. Yeah, that's where yeah. Twitter yeah. is great, but some. I I actually don't go after famous people. I just it just it does I don't care at all. I mean, if someone is, there's been some musicians I'd love to have on, but I just have never had a way to get to it. And I don't believe in sending stuff to people's personal Facebooks because I think that's creepy. <laughs>
1: yeah, Cause I, like, I agree.
0: It's not hard to find that stuff. I'm like, yeah. So if I get an email, you know, yeah, I'll get Chris Pratt. He might be a little bit too high up there. It's
1: probably just like Chris at Chris dot com. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> Movie star Chris Pratt at Gmail dot com. Yeah, movies. <laughs> Movie star Chris. And yeah, I'm sure like him as a person would do it. But like, I'm sure there's a team of people who are like, no,
1: they're like, you agree to that. No, 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 no,
0: no, no. See, the thing is, you should Chris Pratt. You need to do interviews that make you look good, not. You know, the favor shouldn't be on the interviewee, you know, they should be doing you the favor, (laughs) because if Chris Pratt came on my show, that would be doing me more of a favor than it would him. (laughs) It would be awkward to be like, so can we talk about Parks and Rec and Guardians the entire time? (laughs) No. I'd be like, oh, I'm out of questions.
1: (laughs) All right. And so you're in this show called Parks and Rec.
0: Yeah. So what do you watch for TV, fellow TV fan?
1: Oh, you're asking me or you asking Yeah, Chris yeah, Pratt? you, you. Oh, me. Oh, uh, okay.
0: You oh, ask oh, Chris man. Pratt.
1: No. <laughs> I waste too much time on TV. My God. Um, oh, no, me too. I, one thing that I saw recently that blew my mind that I thought was a great show was Mr. Robot. I don't know if you've seen that one.
0: Did I ever?
1: Okay. There you go.
0: That's the new Breaking Bad. Yes, thank you. You're the
1: first person to agree with me. I've said that. I'm like, that is basically the new breaking bad it reminds me of breaking bad so much and and... if
0: you look at the parallel not very good not super popular season one like to the countries talking about it and on a network that people aren't expecting it so i really think by season four breaking bad was not popular until season three or four because of the netflix it went on netflix and everything changed and by season five it was huge but like god no one watched breaking bad it almost got canceled like, they never yeah. knew if they were coming back because it was just not pop- – I watched it cause only because it was um, – um, oh, God. Uh, the Howl from Malcolm in the Middle. No lie. Only reason I watched that show.
1: <laughs> really? I
0: love Mal- Malcolm in the Middle. So I was like, oh, this should be interesting, and it blew my fucking mind, and I loved it.
1: Oh, and man.
0: I, uh, but yeah, yeah. Mr. Robot, what the – I mean, and then the whole tech aspect of it, which is like oh, – the big reveal on that show – it was yeah, there's be- a
1: big reveal, which I don't think if you just say that to someone who hasn't seen it gives anything away. Not because even like, a you little. know from the beginning that something's up and you just no. can't quite put your finger on it. And
0: unlike most shows, the reveal doesn't, like, once they make the reveal, the show actually only gets better and it doesn't yeah. lose its specialness because that storyline still can exist. But man, I already want to watch that entire season again. I mean, I loved it so much.
1: Yeah, I, I would, I would, I agree. It's one of the only shows I think I would watch twice through. Yeah, it are it, right. It's got Breaking Bad. It kind of reminds me of some of the twists of Lost a little bit. I loved Lost, even though it just dragged on too long.
0: I, I that's the one. That's probably one of the shows that everyone loved that I didn't like. Really? Yeah, I just never saw it. Okay. I think with that, I guess we're getting to the real core about me here is uh, if I just miss it, then I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> yes. What
1: does that say? What, what do you think that says about <laughs> I'm not shows.
0: included in these television shows that I have nothing to do with. <laughs> Damn you, culture.
1: Damn I, it. You don't get d- me.
0: Do you do that thing? Like, I'll Honestly, I'll watch shows that I don't think I'd even like just because everyone's talking about it because I want to be a part of the culture. I'm kind of obsessive with that in that sense. I like to be a part of it. I don't ever want to be like uh, Waldorf and the other guy from the Muppets. I always forget his name. Like the two old guys who are just making fun of culture. I want to still be a part of it.
1: Yeah, you kind of need to know what's going on. Yeah. and uh, I just – I don't know. There's not a lot that I could tolerate in that
0: realm, but yeah. – But yeah, I I check out – there's a lot of stuff I just don't have time to – that's not true. I have the time. I don't watch.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you got to be picky these days. There's a lot on.
0: And people complain about that. I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? It's like – no one would ever say that there's enough music.
1: Yes, true.
0: (laughs) got to stop making music because there's not enough for me to listen to. It's like, good. You shouldn't be able to listen to everything. You shouldn't be able to watch everything. Did you happen to catch Jessica Jones?
1: I did. I just finished it. I liked oh,
0: it. Yeah, I loved it. David Tennant blew my mind.
1: Yeah. Oh, Doctor um, Who,
0: another thing I don't like that everyone loves.
1: Yeah, you know, I've never seen an episode of Doctor Who, but Doctor such Who a fans deal. fucking
0: ruin it for you. Yeah. Star Wars. Not super into the Star Wars, because uh, I just don't get it. I like it, I just don't get it. All right.
1: I, yeah, I, yeah I, I might be committing, like, everyone might hate me after this, but you've already said it, so I... I don't get it either. I feel like everyone who rants and raves about the new Star Wars is lying to themselves.
0: I like the new one. I think my problem oh. was I didn't – only be here's the thing. I also didn't really like the old ones because I didn't see them until I was older.
1: Yeah, I didn't see them until I was older either, but now that I've talked myself onto a ledge here, I guess I have to kind of jump. Uh, no,
0: that's okay if you don't like the new one. I don't give a shit. Yeah,
1: I actually liked it. But I was disappointed because, you know, it got like 100 percent Rotten Tomatoes and it was going to be so great. And I was like, well, it's kind of similar to the old, the first Star Wars.
0: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. Uh, I mean, I just I liked it as a fun movie. Yeah,
1: fun movie.
0: But I, I also wouldn't even know the references to the old one. That's how I refer. Even, <laughs> I have watched them. Actually, let me give this a little example to brush up on my Star Wars. I watched Spaceballs before I went to go see it. <laughs> Yes. So that's who's talking. And actually, I got to have someone on the show who was actually in the new Star Wars movie, and I, it was weird because I couldn't be like, I don't know the old ones. But you did good.
1: Who did Who did you have on? That What did they play? She
0: was uh, one of the villagers in the beginning. Her name is Anna Maria Leante. OK, and her character was called Dasha Permenti, which is not only if you like read the Star Wars Expanded Universe book that she's in is the only reason you would know that. But, yeah, she's in that opening scene with Kylo Ren and, uh, and Poe Davin when the villagers all, we think, get murdered. Yeah,
1: at the very beginning. Yeah. OK, yeah. And and, and let me just be clear. I appreciate Star Wars. I appreciate yeah, I,
0: it. I, I I like it. I just, I, I'm not super obsessed with it.
1: No, that was never my thing. Actually, yeah, I kind of can appreciate Star Trek a little more. But uh, Can
0: I, I tell don't... you something really nerdy I just did for my wife what? this weekend? They had a uh, Star Trek, which I actually, another thing, I just never saw it, so it's not my thing. I just don't know anything about it. Uh, what is it called? It was a Star Trek experience where it was a live sympathy or symphony orchestra that played clips of Star Trek.
1: Oh, my God. I've seen something like that before. Yeah, uh, that was
0: my Valentine's gift to my wife because she's a huge Trekkie. Is she? Oh, yeah. My, my wife is the sci-fi fanatic of the two of us. Like She's the sci-fi person between the two of us. And uh, it was awesome. I, I I had a great time. I didn't know anything Star Trek-wise, but I, well, I like music. Yeah,
1: I love that kind of stuff. I love, like, theme songs and, like, musical yeah. movies, and it's
0: kind of nerdy. But... No, it's – it's it's just an orchestra, and then I mean, if you really want to go like super deep on a conceptual piece, it's just like a fully rounded piece of art because it's yeah. music with a vision. It's it's a visual art.
1: Even if video you, games have like awesome oh, stuff like Halo and stuff yes. like are amazing.
0: My brother in law just walks around his house listening to uh, the Star Wars original John Williams stuff like like it's just like it's just job. <laughs> he loves that shit. It's it's cool. I think I've always said i like I like Back to the Future more than Star Wars.
1: Oh well, Back to the Future just yeah. was was a game changer.
0: Yeah, that was.
1: I agree. I was never I never watched Star Wars when I was a kid. I, back to the Future was I was obsessed.
0: Like I tried yeah. to
1: build a hoverboard.
0: Yeah, well, we all did, and it yeah. never happened. It didn't I, work though. I I was thinking back in childhood. So I, if my dad, if you're listening to this, correct me if I'm wrong. I think I probably watched the Naked Gun movies the way that people watch Star Wars, and that's probably because my dad.
1: Well, your dad did you a favor. Yeah,
0: were... I, I respect that he he turned me on to the Simpsons and uh, they could Gun movies because oh, my like, uh, I, I, I'm like a Simpsons of... people. How people get about Star Wars is how I get about Simpsons.
1: The Simpsons are great. And Back in like the '90s, like when yeah. it was at Tay Day, when like Conan was one of the writers. Yeah, just...
0: seasons like two to ten, maybe nine, are like my like Bible. Like between that and like Seinfeld.
1: All right, best best episode of The Simpsons. What do you think?
0: I can't even answer. There's just too many. Oh man, I, okay. I, I've actually thought of this one before. I was like, I don't know. I'd have to. You'd have to break it up into such specific categories
1: of like. That's so true.
0: To make it work, but like, I tell you what. I've, I ever since I got the uh, FX app, I've noticed I go back to the ones that are the saddest, and that's the ones I find I'm liking the most as an adult. Like, Interesting. Uh, yeah, like secrets of successful marriage, or when Homer triple bypass, or thinks or no, when Homer eats the, the the sushi that he thinks he's gonna die from. Yeah. Um. What is? Uh, I did, I showed my wife. She never saw The Simpsons. Lisa the son with the Dustin Hoffman episode. You know those. But I, I I would say the monorail one is the one that gets probably cited as the best. Well, and that's look, Conan's episode, which is right Conan, there. Yeah, O'Brien wrote it.
1: Obviously, you know, the whole uh, story behind that episode, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. Did he watch? It's a movie from like the 20s or some shit. And then, yeah,
1: that. And I I was referring to the fact that he actually tried to get George Takei to be the guest star. George Takei turned it down and they ended up getting Leonard. Who was it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Instead, (laughs) they got a bigger star.
0: Yep. That's a great one that oh god, when honestly when Phil Hartman died, I remember that's one of the only times I cared when a celebrity died.
1: That was horrible. Yeah.
0: Oh Harry Potter, there's another one I never really got into. I'm just giving up all my baggage.
1: Yeah, well you can go uh like Harry Potter, like you can go live it at like Universal Studios. Yeah,
0: I was I wanna say I was too old when it came out, but my wife's my age and she's obsessed.
1: I don't think it matters.
0: Yeah, I just don't like reading. <laughs> I think that's what it yeah. came down to. <laughs>
1: There's a laziness barrier there. Yeah.
0: I remember trying to see Wedding Crashers the night that one of the books was released and going to like, and there's all these people dressed. And we went to like the Walmart or one of those stores to buy candy. And there's just nothing but Harry Potter fans dressed up. I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't know what Harry Potter was. I was just so confused. So that gives you a time frame of how late to the game I was. I'm like, why are there a bunch of wizards? Go back to Middle Earth. (laughs) And thinking I was funny. (laughs)
1: Yeah, <laughs> you amused yourself, though, at least.
0: Yeah, it was awful. Oh, man. Oh, shit, that's almost an hour.
1: Is it? Oh, my God. I
0: wasn't even looking. Uh, oh, shit, it's nine. I actually have to go do dishes.
1: <laughs> if you include that uh, nerdy stuff about the podcasting equipment, yeah, I guess it has been an hour.
0: I, yeah, I don't know if I will. I, I, can't, I can't promise you I'll remember any of this conversation tomorrow.
1: Do as you will, my friend. I, you yeah, know. Do, you,
0: do you have that, too? Like, you record an episode... And then, like, a week later, you're like, I wonder what I said. And then you have to go back and listen to it.
1: I put so much work into my episodes that when it's done, like, my brain erases it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It's hard to remember, like, because I really do. You just, you black it out.
0: It is nice if someone, if you ever happen to have someone that quotes you. It's a rarity for me, but when it happens, it's really nice. I'm like, oh, I I said that. Or like, oh, that made me laugh. I was like, oh, phew. Then you're like, who have I offended? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Got one in there, or yeah, or yeah. Oh Jesus, what was it?
0: Awesome. Well, uh, where can people find you online?
1: Okay, people. You can just I'd say make it easy. Just go to podcastgameshow.com and you know, there's the links to everything there. Find the show. You can find my various social media outlets that I largely ignore right now, but that's gonna change. Um you're, yeah. you're
0: the first one that pops up, and for some reason the picture I, Oh, that's the picture I gave you, huh? Uh oh! Why would I do that to myself?
1: Um, I may have just taken it off your Twitter.
0: No, you, no, I don't. That's the one I totally gave to uh, uh, my network.
1: (laughs) That might have been where I got it. Yeah,
0: it's awesome. It's literally a picture of me. uh, My dream was to look like Mr. Peanut.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I can, uh, I can change it. No, I would prefer that
0: stays there forever. All right. Oh, link. Wow, this is a nice website. I should have looked at this. Ooh, there's an online game. Podcastgameshow.com. Yeah. First one that comes up on the Google. Uh, go on there and make fun of me, people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Chris is on there. I'm on there. A lot of other people are on there, too. The season's over. Uh, it, it Actually, last episode in the playoffs came down to like one question. It was exciting. It was fun. Are, are you going to round up for a season two? Yeah, we're working on it now. It's gonna be a little hiatus in between um, because I got to get this massive war machine back in gear to crank out more episodes. Oh yeah, but it, yeah, I, I I I'm excited for season two. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be sweet.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing this. This is a ton of fun.
1: All right, Chris. Thank you, man. It's- Did you know that listening to Let's Chat with Revelant Friends can improve your memory, problem-solving skills, and ward off Alzheimer's? Hello, everyone. This is Dwight Hurst from the Broken Brain Podcast. It's a weekly podcast about mental health, psychology, and psychotherapy. And unlike the spurious claims I just made about listening to this show, we actually try to talk about things that are researched and just true. If you believed the things I just said about Let's Chat with Revelant Friends, it probably would come true. That's called the placebo effect. My own experience has been that when I talk to Chris or the listen to his show, I always walk away feeling like a little bit better, a little bit smarter, and like the world is a little bit better place to be. Anecdotal evidence that all my claims are true. So tuck yourself in and sit on back and listen to a great episode right now of Let's Chat with Revel and Friends. Take it away, Chris.